Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. And here we are again with another Truth Matters podcast, episode 41. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're having a great day today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. This is part two of Witchcraft in the Music Industry. Yes, that's right. I said it. Witchcraft in the Music Industry. So as you know, last week I gave an introduction to how music started. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, episode 40, I encourage you to go do that because if you don't listen to that, this episode may not make a whole lot of sense to you. Of course, we talked about the fact that Satan is the god of this world and he, in fact, controls the music industry as a whole. Now, that doesn't mean every song that has ever been written or produced is a satanic song. That's not really where I'm going with this, but there is a source and there is a power that is in control of the music industry as a whole, especially the secular music industry. Last week, I talked about how God kicked Satan out of his house because Satan thought that he was more beautiful than God. And that's so funny, you know, that even after all these thousands of years, Satan is still trying to beat up on God and win this war that he knows he's not going to win. This is a war that he's not going to win, which should give us more of an understanding of how hard he is trying to do everything he can to destroy all things godly in our nation, in our world, and to pollute the minds of the people, especially through social media and the TV and film industry, and the music industry. Now, did you know that there are codes in every song? A code is a system of words, letters, figures, or other symbols substituted for other words, letters, especially for the purposes of secrecy, secret language, secret writing, a system of signals such as sounds, light flashes, or flags used to send messages. Every song sends a message. Every song is telling you a story, so to speak. Every song is presenting a message to you. What message are you listening to? The Bible says that there are many false doctrines. There are many winds of doctrines through the land. And that doesn't just come from preachers. That doesn't just come from people who claim to be Uh, preachers and who are clearly preaching things that are not in God's Word. Doctrines are messages. 
doctrines are messages that are being presented to you through uh, the film and TV industry, through songs, messages that are being presented to you. I want to ask you the question, what messages are you listening to? What doctrines are you feeding on? What are you listening to? Ephesians 4 and 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And one word that sticks out to me, two words, cunning craftiness. And if there's anything that is crafty and cunning, it's music. There is so much cunningness and craftiness and skillfulness that is exercised in music. Music is so powerful. Uh, Music is a very powerful tool. Henry Wadsworth observed, music is the universal language of mankind. Music speaks to your soul. Music sends you a message. What message are you listening to? What songs are you putting in your soul for your soul to feed on? Music has been scientifically proven to be one of the most powerful mediums for communicating a message. It operates through energy, frequency, and vibration. Music releases the feel-good hormone, dopamine, which is also activated from similar pleasurable experiences such as eating food or sexual intercourse. By passing the brain, it goes straight to the emotions, thought process, subconscious, and the heart of the listener, it has the power to influence the mind, emotions, and behavior subconsciously. Music moves the soul. It takes you on a journey. Music has the power to change your perspective. It even has the ability to influence your decisions. It plays with your emotions. It draws you in and takes you on a journey away from reality. According to Greek philosophy and occultic practices, music is considered a code, and it is the language of the gods. The music you listen to can either influence you positively or negatively. It can guide you on the right path or very well lead you on a path to destruction. Songs are very powerful. What you're consuming is what you're becoming. What music are you listening to? What are you consuming into your soul? If you enjoy Truth Matters podcast and would like to help this ministry continue spreading the truth of the gospel, consider becoming a patron. This ministry is 100% listener supported. Becoming a patron is safe, easy, and you can give a monthly gift as little as $1, $10, $100, or a one-time donation of any amount. Simply send us an email at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com and we'll forward you the information you need to sign up. Thank you in advance. Your help is truly appreciated. There was a man by the name of John Todd who was born in witchcraft. His parents were witches, and they were very powerful people. As a matter of fact, they were part of a secret society called the Illuminati. The Illuminati is a secret group of elite members who confess Lucifer as their god, and they've admittedly sold their soul to Satan in exchange for power, fame, and fortune. Under Satan's umbrella of control, there are many of today's musicians and artists who are part of a satanic cult called the Illuminati. 
I can name several of them right now that are most certainly part of this satanic cult. Their goal is to delude the minds of their listeners into worshiping Satan as God. This stuff is factual, and these people openly confess their devotion to Satan. John Todd grew up in this cult and advanced in a high rank of position and power. He would get a job in the music industry and become the head of a company called Zodiac Productions, which practically launched the rock music scene. He eventually dropped out of the music scene for a while and gave his heart to God, which is a powerful story in itself. Some years down the road, he bumped into his friend that worked in the music industry still and asked him, is the upper room still in L.A. and do they still use it? His friend said, of course. He went on to ask him, what's the real reason for rock music? The guy replied, come on, John, you know the real reason. He insisted, yes, but I need you to tell me. His reply was, it's the same as when you were in it. So we could play spells on people that wouldn't cast spells upon themselves. John went on to ask him, I heard that you must be an initiated witch now to get on a record contract. Is that right? His reply, that's right. Many of us that weren't total witches have to be witches now in order to produce music. Folks, this was back in the 70s, the 80s, 90s, when this was happening. He went on to claim that after every record is recorded, the master is cut and taken to a temple room that's located in every one of the major music companies and placed on an altar where there's a pentagram on the floor and 13 hand-chosen witches and wizards are chosen and come in and conjure a principality or a power-up and order him to tell the demons under him to follow every record and every tape coming off that master. The guy continued to explain, this is how you can get a Christian to cast spells on themselves. Not only are some of the melodies demonically hypnotic and captivating, but these people use witch language. John Todd said, when you get into a certain level of witchcraft, you have to learn over 2,000 words. Words that when we say it may mean something else, but when they say it, it has a whole different meaning. This story is so enlightening. If you can even find this guy's YouTube videos, his name is John Todd. And listening to this guy, you'll know he's real, he's legit. He's not intellectually ignorant. He's a very smart man. He's a very well-rounded man. And listening to the details in his stories, the things that he says, uh, nobody could just know in their right mind. There are specific details that he tells in his stories, and it will really open your eyes to the things that are going on in the music industry. This was back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when these things were going on, when the rock music scene was being introduced. And uh, in the words of a man that was in the music industry, that's why rock music was created so that we could cast spells on people, so that we could deceive people, so that we could mislead people. And now we have the Christian rock. Now we have uh, pop rock. Now we have, uh, if you want to call it, country rock. We have different stems of music that have been birthed from this era. And Satan does not just control the rock music scene. And we can tell that when we listen to a lot of the pop songs that are out there, some of the most crude songs that you will listen to are the pop songs of the major artists that are out there. For the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and 
close this episode out, and we're going to continue next week. I hope you'll tune into next week's episode. Now I want to leave you with this quote before I close out today. Elton John said he had never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in which language? W-I-T-C-H, which. He had never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in which language? That was the words of Elton John. Folks, we better wake up because this stuff's been going on for a long time, and we need to be wise in this end time. The people of God need to wise up. We need to protect and guard our spirit man, the anointing that God has put on our lives, the call that God has put on our lives, the responsibility to uphold the banner of righteousness. We need to protect ourselves, to protect our family, to protect our brother. And when we see something is wrong, when we hear something that's being played or something that's being said that's wrong, we need to boldly correct that in love. We need to stay away from that. Not every song you need to be putting in your precious ears, the ears that God blessed for holiness, in the soul that God saved, be careful because it can very well be tainted by the wicked doctrines that are pouring through the music industry. I'm going to leave you with this scripture one more time. Ephesians 4 and 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Be careful, little ears, what you hear because it matters what you listen to. I hope this episode was a blessing to you, and I hope you'll tune in to next week's episode, part three of Witchcraft in the Music Industry. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.